For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we've got headlines from Ethiopia and Europe, an update on campus COVID-19 cases, and details on a divest Princeton sit-in at yesterday's CPUC meeting. It's Tuesday, November 9th. This past week, Ethiopia declared a state of emergency as the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the TPLF, closes in on the capital, Addis Ababa. On Friday, nine anti-government groups, including the TPLF, formed an alliance with the intent of overthrowing the government. Before Prime Minister Abiy Ahmad came to power in 2018, the TPLF's coalition ruled Ethiopia for more than a quarter century. In a report released by United Nations Human Rights Office and the Ethiopian Human Rights Commission, all sides were blamed for what has become a year-long conflict. Addis Ababa's collapse could mean collapse for Ethiopia as a whole, which could exacerbate regional chaos and a humanitarian crisis. On Saturday, the U.S. State Department ordered non-emergency U.S. government employees and their family members to leave Ethiopia. As of yesterday, Poland closed its eastern border crossing with Belarus. The announcement comes after the Polish government deployed 12,000 troops to confront hundreds of migrants at the border. Poland has accused Belarus of pushing the migrants toward the border, as it, Lithuania, and Latvia have all reported a surge of migrants trying to enter their countries illegally from Belarus in recent months. The EU has accused Belarus's authoritarian president, Alexander Lukashenko, of using the migrants as retaliation against sanctions. As of last Thursday, all New Jersey businesses have been banned from giving out disposable plastic straws unless specifically requested by a customer. Beginning in May 2022, the state will also begin restricting the use of carry-out plastic bags in an effort to reduce plastic pollution. You can read more on this and Tara Agarwal's story at dailyprincetonian.com. Yesterday, Divest Princeton held a sit-in at the monthly meeting of the Council of the Princeton University community. I sat down with news contributor Leah Oberman, who attended the meeting, to talk about what unfolded yesterday afternoon. So today you were at the meeting, the monthly meeting for the Council of the Princeton University community. Yes. And as I understand it, Divest Princeton was holding a Mm sit-in there today. So can you talk to me a little bit about what that dynamic was like and what was going on? Yeah, it was a very interesting dynamic. I got there a bit early and a few people just like started to trickle in and sit down. And I didn't notice, but I looked behind me about a third through the meeting and I saw there were a bunch of people in green standing up in the back of the room and they had signs that were like divest now. They had a big banner. They were holding a bunch of stuff and they actually had um the divestment portion during the CPUC meeting where a few people did speak. Right. So I know that there's an agenda that gets posted before the meetings. And so the first like 15 or 20 minutes are supposed to be for Q&A. So is that when people were bringing things up? Not actually. They ended up saving, um, President Eisgruber said to save all the divestment questions until the divestment section, which they had devoted towards, which they also call the disassociation section instead of divestment, because they say that divestment's like a part of disassociation from fossil fuels. So a couple people did speak during that. I had a friend who went up who was like, what is the like campus community going to do? How can students be more involved with divestment? Because they were talking about how a lot of the divestment meetings happen in private settings mm-hmm. with educators and with, as they called it, academic people. And he was like, how can students be more involved? How can there be a public forum? And President Eisgruber was kind of saying how they like to keep it to the private settings as those are the people who they feel are more the most educated on the topic and the people who they feel have the most experience. They also said that student input is valid, but there's not as much of a public forum. They said that the CPUC meeting itself was a public forum, but they're kind of trying to focus more on the divestment procedure as, I guess, like an academic community instead of really allowing students input. Got it. So other than that, I know that that question was something that people were talking about leading up to the sit-in. Were there any other comments that stood out to you uh, during the meeting? Yes. Hold on. I'm trying to think of them. Yeah. During the meeting, there was the question of, there was a few times this was brought up because it was never like 
fully answered, and I still don't think it actually was during the meeting, about how a lot of the people who they were saying, like the professors who are a part of this like divestment committee, people were questioning how a lot of professors are tied to like Exxon, and then some of them are tied to like the divest Princeton um, petition that went out a little while ago. And they were like, what are you guys going to do about that? Because they have these like inherent biases. Eisgruber was like, well, these people are like, he, he kept repeating, like, these people are academics. These people are like educated and they like know what they're doing and, you know, they'll put their best foot forward. You know what I mean? And kind of look past their biases. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. <laughs> I also sat down with Marie Rose Scheinerman, senior reporter and news editor emerita to talk about undergraduate COVID cases on campus. I wanted to talk to you about the COVID cases on campus right now, specifically for undergraduates. So coming back from fall break, some people expected a spike, but what are we seeing in the data right now? So the week immediately after fall break, so the week ending in October 29th, there were seven undergraduate cases on campus. So single digits, but a bit of a spike compared to what we were seeing before fall break. But now with the week ending in November 5th, we're down to zero positive cases and four cases total for the entire campus. So that's one graduate student, and three faculty or staff members. Okay, wow. So I know that the university had talked a little bit about, uh, they had sent out an announcement saying that they might be reevaluating the mask mandate based on what happened after fall break. So have we heard any new updates from the university based on this data? There are no new updates yet, but I think it's reasonable to expect that there might be one, given that right before fall break, we heard from UHS officials that as long as students remain vigilant and there isn't, quote, a substantial spike as a result of fall break, then they might reconsider, like you said. So I think it's something we should keep on the lookout for, but nothing yet. In other Prince podcasts, be sure to check out this week's episode of Go With The Flow to hear Falorin Okolaja's interview with Julia Bernson, who is an author on a paper released this past week detailing her potential discovery of the first planet outside of the Milky Way. Today on campus, expect sunny skies and a high of 67 degrees. Enjoy the warmth. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Eden Tashome and me, sound engineered by Mark Didici, and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. Have a tremendous Tuesday.